Welcome to Fashion Designers Get Paid, a podcast for burnt out fashion designers who want to ditch the toxic rat race, say bye-bye to backstabbing bosses, and work with brands who value and respect them. I'm your host, Heidi, and I believe that you can do things differently in your fashion career. Because the truth is, most industry jobs will underpay and overwork you, and having your own brand is far from profitable. Let's also be honest, most of them fail. So if you actually want to, well, be a fashion designer and get paid, the best way to do it is as a freelancer. Now, maybe you've been told that brands don't accept remote freelancers or that freelancing means being an exploited temp employee working full-time without benefits. Or to work freelance, you have to be a rock star expert with all the skills from design through development. I'm going to show you that it is possible to be a real freelancer in fashion, work remotely with brands you love, and make money, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers. You got this, and I'm here to help you do it. In this episode, I'm chatting with Jade Way, a freelance fashion designer, pattern cutter, and one of my fast students. Jade started her freelance career back in 2006 when she got the opportunity to freelance for Alexander McQueen while she was still finishing her degree at Central St. Martin's. When she told me this, I was like, her entire career is inspiring and impressive. Jade has her own brand and she freelances, a mix that she feels gives her the most creative freedom and life freedom. We talk about all sorts of things from how she's continued to get clients during her 17-year freelance career, how she's raised her prices, and why she invested in FAST, my program on freelancing in fashion, even though she'd already established herself as a freelancer for over a decade. Jade's view on the fashion industry, the world, and life in general is uplifting, inspiring, and magnetic. Whether you're listening or watching, I really hope that you can hear or see how much we were both glowing during this fun conversation. Let's get to it. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the episode, if you're sick of being tied to a desk and want more freedom in your day, I want to help you. Snag my free limited time training, How to Freelance in Fashion, even if you're terrified you don't have all the answers, to learn my five-step freelancing framework so you can work for yourself in fashion and get paid. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right, now let's get started. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Please start out by giving everybody a quick intro about who you are and what you do in the fashion industry. I am a freelance designer and pattern maker. I guess that's what you say, because we call it pattern cutter in UK. Ah, okay, pattern maker, yeah. pattern cutter. Okay. Yeah, and then I specialize in contemporary functional. I was a human wear. So okay, by, by using 3D. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, I also have my own brand, which um, I'm offering like um, capsule collection, but it's only made to order, but also bus for services for like um, one, one of a kind pieces. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, and you live, at, you're in London? Yeah, I'm in London. You're in London. Okay. How long have you been there? I came to UK 2001 and I came to London for uni like 2003. Yes. 20 year, years. Yeah. Anniversary. And you came from Taiwan, Taiwan. Yeah, okay. Taiwan. So tell us about the start of your freelance career. When did that all kick off? Um, actually, because I went to Central St. Martin for my BA, like fashion design in women's wear. Okay. And for that course, you you can choose like three years or four years. Okay. And with the four years, like the third year, you actually um, get to choose like a, they call it industrial placement year so then I kind of like choose the four-year course so on that year I just start intern at like some designer brand okay and then I think from there it just I start getting freelance jobs there so when I guess was I that? Start, wait when was that 2006 
Oh, wow. Yeah. I had I, no yeah. idea that it was yeah. that far back. So, yeah. But it's always been like, a, uh, it's not like a, my full-time job, like freelancing. It's always on the side because I think since then I always have this, I want to build my own brand. Like, you know, that's why I come here to study fashion yeah. and I always have only have my own brand. Yeah. So I guess freelancing is always on the side. And okay. in the sense, it's almost like, yeah, make good money, but then end up supporting my brand to build my brand. So like saving money from working from for other brands and then saving up to get the funding and then I can fund my own brand to start. Yeah. That's okay. How, yeah. So that was the beginning. That was the beginning. Oh, Back in yeah. 2006. Yeah. And I and just I have graduated to... 2007 from okay. CSM. Yeah. But you just started getting clients like that last year of yeah, school. Actually, like talk started, to me about that. How did that actually work? I did um three months internship. I guess that year I just applied for so many internship. Actually okay. two. I think two. I went to Bora Aksu and then Alexander McQueen. And then there are other, yeah, there are other um, independent designer I work for as well. And they just have their um, independent client they work with, or they they like freelance designer themselves. I work with this Korean designer. She worked for Chloe or even Celine and then like all the big brands. Yeah. So I will work with her on projects, but she's a freelancer. So you're freelancing, so you're ma- freelancing for another freelancer. Yeah. And okay. I, also, I think she inspired me to kind of like, no, there's a, yeah, you don't have to work in other studio or work with one brand like yeah. full time. Yeah. So then I guess, yeah. So I, I think how it started is um, when I did um internship at McQueen, like when they stopped three months it was three months and they offered me a job they said if I want to stay on yeah, yeah to I was in women's wear and they offered me do you want do I want to kind of join their menswear team okay and but then um and because I still have one more year to finish it's... my BA so I kind of didn't take the job and wow. they just say okay what about freelancing like, wait we what you... yeah so <laughs> This is back in like 2006. Yes. Yeah. For this major brand. Yeah. (laughs) He was still there. So I was working with him in the same studio. So, wow. (laughs) Yeah. It was People listening are like, some people are probably like drooling. So, you freelanced for Alexander McQueen while you were still in school. Like, what did that look like? Were you designing? um I think um when I was doing the internship there I was helping with like um designing like um they have a lot embroidery or print or something like that or even I will hop on like cutting table to help like the pattern color to do like show pieces and things like that Mm. or even just sew up the show samples and things like that so just bits of everything really because it's not a huge studio like every part is in there so and then when they I think the freelance job is like um they would need some pieces for like magazine and stuff for shoe and then maybe there will be pieces they just don't have the capability to produce extra so then I think because they know I can do the work so they just say okay can you we got this tape pack we give it to you and then you can just go get the material and then like you do the pattern you made a piece and then we're gonna send it to for example at that time was I Vogue or L like magazine they need this piece for shoot yeah so oh my I, yeah people would like so kill for this started. 
Yeah, yeah so people would kill for this. So I guess that's how I. Uh, yeah, before I know it, I I was freelancing for projects already like that. <laughs> wow. So wow. <laughs> yeah. And then But, was like、uh, the rest、um, of your career just like that? Like, did you ever have you ever worked in house? No. Okay. Wow. I think that's you maybe are... my story is quite different. Like, I、yeah. never worked full time in any fashion houses. Always freelance. Yeah. So I guess I took a very different path from all my classmates, probably. Yeah. But they would all. I think majority of of them after they graduate, they just look for like all the luxury big house. They want to be the creative director or. Just designer, or, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think when it comes to freelancing, I'm quite early on. I kind of、um, realized I kind of more interested in the technical side. Yeah, like even I join design, and some project I take on is design,、okay. but I like the mix, like yeah. project. Yeah, I think naturally I just kind of someone I like. I'm a yeah, very nerdy.、Yeah. <laughs> I like to learn about how things work and how to put things together. Okay. Rather than if it's just idea and it doesn't come to life, I feel it's just idea. So for、okay. me, I need to kind of like I want to bring to life. So、yeah. I'm always fascinating on the side, like how to make this work and how to make it better. Okay. So and I guess like that help on my freelancing side, even as a pattern color. I guess is、um, because my background is from design. So I think maybe that's quite different from a lot of pattern color in some way because then、yeah. I can read even people's sketch and I、yeah. can. Maybe because this is just from the feedback from people that I work with. They say because I can produce the pattern that match their vision. Yeah. And certain pattern color, even they technically capable, but what they produce maybe aesthetically just doesn't match to what they imagine. So the design, the head, the designer had envisioned. Yeah, yeah.、Okay. So yeah. I guess in the beginning, when I kind of get a few work, and then they always tell me, oh, they had this pattern color before, but it just didn't work out. And that's why. Okay, so、yeah. you like having the training and the eye for design、yeah. has actually been a massive、yeah. asset to you、yeah. as a pattern cutter. Yeah, I think because even I during that year I work with different designer, and then I guess you kind of train yourself to know like what is the standard and what kind of thing they're looking for, and then you just constantly looking at what is showing on the artwork. So you train your eye to see the line. See the cut, see the drape. I guess rather than like just see all flat only. I guess really interesting. Yeah, and I guess because I do, I can drape, but I also do flat pattern cutting as well. Okay. So I guess all this kind of maybe help me to get like more project in terms of like when it comes to pattern cutting. And then、okay. normally it kind of continue. So it's not like one project and they stop. Like you keep working with these clients. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. How long did you、Or、work like, with Alexander McQueen? Uh, I remember. I think only few months because then it's my final year. I got too busy. I need to finish my collection. Who gets too busy for Alexander McQueen? <laughs> <laughs> Who well, are you? Time, <laughs> I guess at that time, like we we all think like we got finished our degree, right? I guess、yeah. even maybe also because I'm come from an Asian background, like qualification is more important、uh, than okay because that's a long term thing. Job you can you finish your course and then you can go apply again if you want to. I guess okay, okay. so that yeah. So back then maybe I was younger and、that's、then、okay. more like you know. Not thinking that way, so I kind of just go on different. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I love this story so much. Yeah. So you you got your internship for Alexander McQueen. They asked you to come、mm. on. You said no because you have school. They offered you financing,、yeah. which feels like a dream. 
Yeah. Then you finished your schooling. Then like, how did you start getting other clients? I think, um, I think after that, because I continue to study until 2013 for different courses. Oh, okay. Central like, St. Martin's was your first, was your BA, first, not yeah, your master's. Yeah, my BA. No, okay, my master was, was in, yeah, my master was in, because actually when I um, graduated from BA, I got unconditional offer for MA as well. Oh, so okay. Martin. But then I decided I want to take a different route. I want to go do some technical course instead of stay on the more design. design okay, gotcha. So I guess at that time, a lot of people do think I'm a bit like, what? You're not going to go on the MA, like CSM, women's wear? Yeah. Why? But in my head at that time, there's also other factor. I guess um, I just found out my mom had cancer then as well. Oh. And then I have another very close family member who was really sick with Alzheimer's. Okay. So I thought maybe let me take one year thinking what I'm going to do first. So I guess th- there it it kind of take turn for me. And then I kind of want to learn technical as well. So I kind of start, um, I went to LCF to learn production in tailoring. Yeah. And then I just kind of moved back to Cambridge and then commute for that course. Okay. And then kind of learn all the technical thing and then kind of help out like my, yeah, my which was my uncle. So then I was helping out and doing study at the same time. Freelance. Was that in Taiwan? Your family's in Taiwan? No, or no. They were, um, oh, they were... My ma- majority of my family are in Taiwan, but actually I have a very close uncle and auntie. They are in UK and okay. they're based in Canada. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. So okay, basically, gotcha. so at that time, then I just did that one year course for production and tailoring. Okay. And then that that also learned more on the pattern cutting as well, yeah. like especially in tailoring. So yeah. I guess that's what I want to learn as well. And after that, I think is another postgraduate course, which is um, pattern design and garment technologist. So which is okay. where I learn about the Gerber system okay. and also more pattern cutting skills. Okay. So, yeah. And then then is when I kind of do my MA in LCF as well to do design management for the fashion industry. Okay, design management which, at London College yeah, Fashion. So, okay. Yeah, because I guess... Um, at that time, my, my my mindset was I always wanted to have my brand. So let me just build skills that would help me to build a brand. So even my MA, that course is designed for basically designers. They want to run business. Okay. So they learn about fashion branding or just marketing. Right. Or, yeah. On, and even sustainability. So okay. back in 2013, I already kind of like. Wow. That was progressive. You know, that's part of my yeah huge part of my MA dissertation as well okay like to build a brand which is yeah sustainable yeah but then okay. um yeah so then that's it and then I so my study I finished like yeah actually it's end of 2012 I finished all my education like okay. finished my MA okay. and then I think then I kind of just prepare doing more freelancing on the side and then prepare to launch my brand. I think my brand finally launched in 2015. 15, okay. And which was based off my dissertation, which is like a practical base, like a brand which um, you do like a capsule collection, but it's okay. only made to order. Okay. But then like all the material or fabrics will be locally sourced or that type of thing. Okay. But I guess like my brand kind of like, I think like I wrote to you about, yeah, it's like an ever evolving brand. Yeah. Like things I launched it, I've already 
kind of like relaunched it three times. I mean, it's been <laughs> eight years. A lot happens in eight years. Yeah. So I guess um, I constantly kind of reflect and just think like, yeah, like what what maybe I want to change the direction and what I feel more relevant, like relevant at the at the point. Yeah. Because I, I I don't believe like staying one vision and just yeah, for sure going with it mindlessly if it because I, I I think like we when we were when I was younger because I can't say for everybody <laughs> when I was younger I go into fashion just because I have this passion I have this dream like I want to be this great fashion designer but I guess as um I get older I'm kind of like and I learn more and I just feel like if I want to do a brand I want it to not only mean something to me but maybe kind of like do it a better way that can have more impact on I don't know people or yeah. e- even if it's just a connection yeah. through the clothing yeah. or even the way I run business in just through demonstration this is this can work yeah like this I guess so yeah, yeah so I guess it's very different from what I understand like in the beginning wow I want to have this brand just like all those brands so I guess slowly I I just develop my own understanding of what kind of brand I maybe want to and at the same time, because I love freelancing, so it's kind of like I always do these two things at the same time. Yeah, it's just They're like very complementary to each other. Yeah, and I I love the freedom. Like you can switch yeah. lane, and then it can you can you can say it's not focused, but because I also know there's still the same goal. So for yeah. me, it, I wouldn't say it's not. Yeah. So I guess, uh, and also I think like from um since I found you, there's a lot of things like you say it really kind of triggered me like to think more on, okay, how can I kind of make these two maybe work together? Because it, it so far it's been like ah oh, maybe freelancing just better. Yeah, money wise I think for sure. Like for sure, money wise, yeah, right. right? But I guess I, know, I was like sometimes feel yeah. bad. I'm like you saw the article I shared last week. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I. <laughs> I try to talk rea- realistically about having a brand. I'm not here to like poo poo yeah. anyone's dream, yeah. but like you're you're not no, gonna no, get, no, you're but, not gonna make but money. You, you are you are definitely on point. Like it, yeah. it's not easy to yeah. make the same. I think it's the time and the effort to put in and the ratio of what you is get not back. the same. As, yeah, yeah, uh, not as the same as like doing freelancing, I guess. So, but I think I also we have to. Well, I I I constantly thinking like, but what do I want my life to be? If I constantly just thinking I just want to make money, I, I know that's not going to make me happy because that just means I'm 100% doing freelancing, but then I lose any creativity like expression for myself. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of just feel like it's a balance. Like, let's say if I want to do 80-20 this year or I want to sure. do 50-50. So yeah. I kind of like that fluidity and yeah. then that freedom because I feel freedom is really important for me right from the beginning. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have just go to in-house another brand yeah in-house and I guess I back then I just realized that's not what I want to do yeah very early so okay Okay. yeah I have so many questions (laughs) (laughs) I love your story so much okay so I guess the most logical place is sort of like you said you launched your brand you you finished your schooling in 2013 you launched your brand in 2015 you've iterated Mm -hmm. it like three times which is great and what you can do when you're doing capsule like made to order you have a lot more flexibility which is awesome um, and then you were like, and I just was like having all these freelance clients on the side. And one year, if I want to go up to like 80% freelancing and 20% of my brand, mm. like you're painting quite a dream, which is amazing. Mm. But I want to know, like people out there listening are like, well, where are you getting these clients? How are you getting these clients? You seem to like oh. have your finger on this like volume knob. 
for freelancing. Like, let me just turn it up or like turn it down. Like, I don't think it's ever quite that easy, but tell yeah. us your, although you, I don't know, you interned and then freelance for Alexander McQueen when you were like still in college. So maybe you're just a magic unicorn, but talk to us a little bit more about like how you actually made all this work with your freelancing clients from the beginning and even to where you are now. I think this is really interesting because I, I had to think about this before I come on as well. Yeah. How did I get these clients? Yeah. Because I never pitch one time. Okay. Like, but you probably I, knew I was going to dig into this. I, I was like, wait, yeah, how'd you make it happen? Yeah. But I also want to pitch because I want to, I want to try to expand to not just in UK. I want to like, yeah. So I guess, so we go back to how I got my clients right now. It is, um, I think it's from relationship. Like I built maybe okay. just years ago okay. and it kind of always, it just, some, it will recommend it from someone else. Mm. It just always from someone I know, someone know what I do. And then someone worked with me before. So it's almost like there's already some kind of like social proof. Mm -hmm. Some trust. So totally. certain, yeah. So certain project, I don't even need to show portfolio. So I don't actually have a portfolio. Yeah. I, like, portfolio. Dear listener, yeah. this is not the first time I've heard this from yeah. freelancers. Once you get established, you do not need a portfolio, which is mind blowing to some people. Yeah. Cause I think I have a portfolio when I graduate, but that's it. That's it. But then also, um, yeah, in terms of, um, pattern cutting portfolio, I don't even really have one, I guess, because normally it is true. People I have worked with and they know my quality of work. Then mm -hmm. if it's from someone they know being recommended yeah and they just kind of stray away it's like yeah that's fine and then because they will know the other person what they do as well and if I'm capable of doing that work they will know yeah I can do the work yeah. for them too I guess it's just like this so I think there's some kind of like yeah social proof is quite important I guess yeah have you been conscious and I maybe it's very natural for you but like how do you maintain relationships with all these people and keep in touch with these people. And it, I'm not saying like you talk to them five mm -hmm. times a day and you're best friends on text or something, but like bigger picture, like how do you keep in touch with all these people? And so that when they have someone who could use your skills, like they're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, Jade, you're top of mind. Yeah. Like, what does that look like for you? And I imagine it's something very natural for you. This is because I, I know you, you say the extra credit thing. I think some of it I already did. Like basically like when the project finished, I'll really like thank them and just say like, it's really been great. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And if there's something I feel they, they are interesting, I will share information. Mm -hmm. Or if they can't, they want some information, for example, um, sourcing. Um, because I did my own brand. Mm -hmm. The first um, launch was kind of like, I had to go to PV, all that. So I had experience with that. So I will share with people with that as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess just things like that. But I, I think the most, I think also the most important thing is what kind of impression you left when you're on the job. I think that's really important. Okay. Talk about that. Yeah. I think, um, let's, for example, I guess, um, the Korean designer that I just mentioned, like work with all the big houses, right? Yeah. I, I work with her. Yeah. I work with her, like even when I was a student, but then because I guess she know my work ethic. And then also she enjoyed um, working with me because with her, I have to be in-house. I have to be, go to her studio. Okay. So I guess my freelance is um, some of it definitely remote, but there will be some I have to kind of go to studio. 
Like you physically have to go there and do all yeah. the work there? Yes, because okay. some designer- But it's not like 40 hours a week regularly. No, it's like, no. okay, you still it have like, like still schedule still it. amount of time, maybe Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday, but then you got to be there every day, like for three months, something like that. Wait, it is that or it isn't? It is like- Oh, okay. Yeah. So the permalance thing- yeah, so okay. it has to be the, depends on project. Okay, so this is not so all I did have true experience remote, that. but I but think a lot majority of it has are, been majority yeah, recently, true okay. Yeah, recently definitely true remote, but in the beginning it wasn't because I think maybe that helped too because then people do kind of then I think people do have a little distrust when you kind of um remote if you're in the same city they will feel like then why can't you come in if you're in the same city. They do have that mindset, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. especially I guess in London, there's so many people looking for jobs as well, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people do want to work with people they get on. Yeah. So yeah. So I think it's like what kind of impression you let like when you're on the job. Okay. Or yeah, I think that's quite important, maybe like building that relationship. Yeah. Because then next time she has similar project and she would think of me straight away. Totally. So with her, I kind of would go back for because with her I did a theory project with her a theory basically we yeah because they didn't have any um accessory like handbags so we I was helping the launch of their first theory of handbag wow yeah so I was working with that designer I'm I'm the product developer and pattern color and she's a designer so we just kind of team up and then do the whole launch for them basically and so So, you we're working in studio with her, but she was remote. Mm. She's, you guys were not She's at remote, theory. But she still needs to go into Some, sure. uh, meetings and stuff like that. And sometimes even she could just go to fly to Milan or sure. even for the weekend just for a yeah. meeting. Yeah, wow. so things like that. But then on the other like um, parent colleague thing, I think it is remote because that once the trust is built, because the work, they just know your quality of well, they don't really need to, they don't need you to be there to check on you. Is she a hard worker? Is she going to like, also, yeah, that type. Is she really doing it or is yeah. this happen- am I going to get the pattern? Yeah. Yeah. So it is like that, the, the, the trust, I think it, it got a bit built yeah. first yeah. to have like, you know, return like project, things like yeah. that. Yeah. And I even recommend, because I think people don't want to recommend someone they not like, you know, Totally. Yeah. Yeah. People happy with. Yeah. yeah. But once you, like you said, you prove your work ethic and you show mm. how amazing you are, like it's a yeah. no brainer to hire you again. It's yeah. a no brainer to recommend you to other yeah, brands exactly. or people. So these, you get, you know, this job and then this job and then this client, and then mm. that leads to that recommendation. Like it just, it kind of just goes. Yeah. 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 And I think <clears throat> also because then when I launched my brand, I actually did both men's and women's. Like okay. I did like both um capsule collection okay and i think one of my client right now basically is because um he saw my collection oh. and he know i did my own patterns i did oh. everything myself he knows that yeah so then later on he just approached me to help help him with his his brand pattern basically where so, did he see your stuff just online like when i launched and then oh just yeah. online and he's a i think we do have a connection he's like a we have quite a lot of common friends. Okay. But then we don't know each other. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. even within the common friend, there's no work um connection. It's just friend. So Oh, it's so nothing to that, do with like the fashion no, industry. It's no, just no, friends. No. Yeah, but she, he is having he's doing his own brand as well. 
Okay. But we have no connection on work level. Okay. He just judged by what I can do. And then wow. he just approached me and wow. say, are you interested in helping me? And then we kind of started, yeah, 2019, I think. And now it's ongoing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. We'll get back to the episode in about 20 seconds, but real quick, if you're scared to freelance in fashion without a steady paycheck, I want to show you exactly how to get a full list of clients so you can pay your bills and so you don't get your hopes up and then have to go right back to the fashion job you hate. I share it all in my free limited time training, how to freelance in fashion. Even if you're terrified, you don't have all the answers. Get instant access at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it in the show notes. All right. Now back to the episode. So... I need to know. I need to know. Right. You joined Fast in August 2021. Yeah. Yeah. What inspired you to join? I feel like you like had everything figured out or have everything. I mean, I, I had no I idea your backstory. <laughs> yeah. I think I um I joined 2021 August, but that year I was really busy with the order, like with my um third launch of the hat and mask. Of your own brand. Okay. Yeah. So I was really busy with the order until, and also bespoke like orders and things like that. So I didn't really start the course till 2022 March. So basically last year. Okay. So a little over a year ago. But before that, I was already following you like 2017, like to learn. I want to learn how to use. Yes. I, yeah, like 2017. (laughs) And then like I start. I start paying for your um masterclass or right, uh, illustrator. Okay. Because even I went to all these fancy school, I didn't learn any of that. Okay. And then yeah. I always do sketching and even technical drawing, I always hand draw. Okay. But then I get to a point, there was this um freelance project I had to do, like um design project. And I just kind of think, oh, I think I really need to do this now. And I think that's like, probably in 2017 yeah around the same time and I thought okay let me go on YouTube and then kind of like learn something maybe and see because I like with Illustrator I keep like digging in and out because I feel I haven't found someone can teach me the way I feel it's like this is efficient it's yeah. not too much stuff around and I don't yeah. need to know what I don't need to know yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to know what the just tools the I things need. I need to know exactly yeah. <laughs> and you are the person you are Thank the person you. that I first found on YouTube because I was just looking for this thing. How do I do this? And you have this like two minutes or something video straight away. Give me the answer that I need. Mm. And then I found that first. And then later on, I see you show up in Zoe Holmes. Yeah, like we club. did a collaboration a long time ago. And yeah. I thought this is this is this can't be coincident. I feel like I need to follow you like more and see what's going on with you because. Like, I feel like your technical knowledge on the AI is what I need to learn then. Yeah. So I just stray on and then go on your website and then kind of see the course you have. I just say, okay, I know what she has on YouTube. I, yeah, I know she will have great course. So I just buy. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then that on onwards. Yeah. For my own brand, I start exploring. I want to do production in Taiwan. So I did that. Okay. Like in between, I want to learn how to do tape and you again a person yes so then so then it's like every course you out have out there i bought every course 
but at the same time I feel yeah I'm so grateful because you did this um during COVID as well oh, like so BRD many team, live yeah, head, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I thought like the red I think I bought some on the price you offer but then later on like when there's that special price I kind of just bought the rest of it mm -hmm. and then later on I feel like okay there's you focus on freelancing and I know that's my thing too mm -hmm. and then I join all the, you know, the weekly training that you have. And every time I feel there's so much like useful information and I always get like inspired, like just that week, even just listen to some tips you give and things. I just feel like, okay, I want to go on this course to see, to see, I know I can, I'm doing it, but at the same time, maybe not at the scale you're talking about. Mm. Like I can get clients, but I'm I'm always not comfortable on um, certain conversations. Like you say, the pricing, mm. what kind of strategy you can use mm. to kind of like raise up your price yeah. or when there's situation, people want to ask for more. And then how do you, you know, yeah. I feel like, yeah, you provide a lot of this, which maybe I can, I, I deal with it in the past, but I feel like, yeah, you you gave me more tools for that, and mm. I kind of want to learn. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's great. And also, I think um, last year I decided I really want to dive in this 3D. So yeah. I just really full time learning cloth to want to make the transition to do pattern in cloth. Yeah. Also, um, yeah. And then I kind of go into this um, all the 3D world actually. So more than cloth, I kind of learned Substance 3D, Blender, even DAS 3D, because yeah. I'm kind of really intrigued by the digital fashion as yeah. well. But I guess I'm kind of at, at the beginning exploring that, like just kind of like see what it can happen even for freelancing yeah. as well. So I guess wow. you open up a lot of um, even more like, yeah, I think it's just like before even I'm doing it. But I, like I said, I always feel really alone because I don't have any other friends doing freelancing like me. A lot okay. of my friends, they're having their own brand as well, okay. but they're not freelancing. So I always feel like, okay, so on that side, how can I make it better? Yeah. Because I'm someone like I really always want to kind of be better and know. Uh, I don't want to just make money because I can do something. I want to make money because I feel that value is for whoever is paying as well as I feel I'm doing a good job. Because yeah. that also is a value for myself too. Yeah, totally. So yeah so I guess it's always learning so I guess yeah that's my thing wow okay so you the, you said you mentioned the weekly calls are you talking about the live coaching calls inside fast uh no even because the one you do free for other people not even when they not um, oh but I don't do those every week I'm not, that's not weekly no but it's like a one week normally oh you do you're talking like about a, freelance week the event yeah okay yeah, yeah gotcha yeah. sorry gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. no 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 okay yeah Gotcha. Yeah. Freelance week, the event itself. Okay. Understand. Yeah. Because um, I think you do yeah. probably twice a year or something like that. Uh, it depends on the year, but yes, yeah. a couple times. Yeah. 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 So then I feel that's like a reminder for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I kind of finished the course last year, I guess. And then I feel like that was March. And then you did one in August, I think last year. Okay. And then that's when I kind of also there's like this, you did some like um power, power, the freelance power pack yes and i bought that too because i feel i need to get things going as well so i just like whatever you offer i'm just on it because <laughs> <So, laughs> i know like whatever you have to offer it always so much value in it yeah and then that also is like a prompt for me to kind of get back on certain things maybe i miss even because to redo a whole course that's gonna take a while right 
But then when you offer something like that, it kind of will remind me, oh, maybe there's certain part I can still yeah. make it, you know, like yeah. I don't need to kind of redo the whole course the whole again. Thing. I just need to kind of like know which part I can maybe try to fine tune it a little bit more and then or focus on if I want to change my pricing or change my service yeah. or even my niche. Because I think the good thing about freelancing is you can change your niche. Totally. I feel like, because um, even for me, like I say, when I'm freelancing, it's not every project is the same. Yeah. Majority are pattern cutting because that's what, well, at the moment, like from my experience, what people are willing to pay for the service more that's, than paying for design. Totally. You can yeah, make a lot more money. Exactly. Yeah. So I think at times I would choose technical project rather than design based off that because we only have certain time. Yeah. And if I want to design, maybe I want to design for my own brand. Yeah. So if I want to yeah. make money, maybe I'll do the technical thing that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So talk a little bit about, I mean, you've mentioned a couple of things. You've mentioned like, you know, learning strategies to negotiate mm. your rates or raise your price or something. It sounds like maybe a little bit more on the business side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even just getting prompted to be like, oh, I can adjust my niche or something or go, start yeah. going out and pitching and stuff like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you talk about how you've, impl- I mean, you just explained how you've been focusing more on pattern cutting as a freelancer, because that's where you can make, get the most bang for your bucks and you have more time to focus on your brand. But like, what yeah. about the pricing thing? I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about the pricing component. Have you uh, used some of the strategies to raise your price slowly over the years yes. or, t- or yes. like, raise them with existing clients okay let's hear I it think, I think before you I already do that I okay. every year I will kind of raise like say um I think when I started like eight like even a student that's like a 20 pound an hour or something I, I'm saying like in British pound I don't know yeah. what's in US yeah so like 20 pound an hour or something like that and then every year I probably just see where my skills at I might just add like five pound more every year and then I think slowly I kind of more comfortable going to project price now mm-hmm. especially this year I decided I want to implement 3D and digital pattern yeah. as well so then that's a completely different thing to what people um, are used to yeah. just the normal pattern cutting price per hour that type of thing yeah. and also when it's involving in digital pattern or 3D sampling that's a different thing and because there are clients, they want just digital pattern, but they also are clients, they want digital pattern, but they still want a hard card to get mm. cut out print okay. because maybe their factory is still using cards. They're not, yeah. they're not all, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's all this. So I guess um, then, then I kind of start thinking maybe it's, it makes more sense to kind of do different price package for different needs rather than like just always like hourly. Because I think I, as a brand owner, I also understand like sometimes they do need to know what um, the, the budget yeah. for the whole thing to get done. For sure. So I guess I like, slowly, I kind of like wanted to maybe like kind of, um yeah, be better at pricing as a package rather than hourly. Unless yeah. it's like something outside of the, the scope of the, like what we kind of agree on mm-hmm. or they want extra thing just because yeah. they, they finally want it or suddenly yeah. want it. Thing then like you that. can just add it on as hourly. Yeah, but the main exactly. project pricing as a yeah. as a flat rate. Yeah, yeah. So I think like um before I kind of changed the price, I actually hit to like fifty pound an hour for pattern cutting. But I think like beyond that, people are a bit more like, oh, does it really cost that much to do pattern? Does it really? And then because when you tell them hourly, the next question is always how long then? 
how, how long, long does yeah, this totally. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So they, they <laughs> but literally, they just want to know how much to get these things done, right? Yeah. So I guess ultimately, yeah, it, it just makes more sense for me to do yeah. project based. So and yeah. I, I mean, I'm a big, big, big proponent of project based or retainer mm. or something like that, yeah. but. It's complicated when you're first starting to like figure yeah. that out. Like hourly yeah. is much easier as the freelancer's concerned. It's much easier to manage when you're first starting. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you kind of don't know how long it would take you. Yeah. So it's, you have to try and kind of just, yeah. Yeah. So you've and switched also, to project. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And now, now I switched to project now. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. I think it's good Yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah but I'm still waiting on certain like approval for the project to go ahead so let's see oh is this like a brand I, new switch because i yeah because i changed the pricing and oh. also provide new services i don't oh. do manual pattern cutting anymore okay. i decided i want to go full on digital. digital but i can provide them i can provide them with um cars or pattern but then um in terms of me doing the work i'm kind of fully um digital now fully digital yeah okay Okay. And also like maybe then, cause then I want to eye in the grading service and also fitting. Okay. Cause I'm really interested in the whole development part now. Cause I doing pattern is fun, but sometimes when you pass out that pattern, if you don't follow along, maybe the product still not going to turn out right. Because maybe, I don't know, they don't have tape pad. Even you have a good pattern, someone saw it wrong yeah. or... You know, just like that. So I'm kind of interested in kind of like help brand to kind of go from, they need a pattern, but let's help them to get to the sample. Yeah. And then it's the other end, like depends on project. I might take it, but I might not. So yeah, it's, yeah. but I kind of want to make sure they definitely have the right sample to go into the next stage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. I love your story. Uh, um, it's amazing. Like it's really unique. Yeah. I, it's really yeah, unique. I, I think if I, yeah, because I think from people that I go to school with, yeah, majority of people have very different paths from me. Yeah. Either have their own brand or working for a very big name. In-house. Or, yes. yeah, but it's full-time. But yeah. I guess over time, I just have to think like, what would I prefer? And I guess, yeah, over the years, I'm quite, a, I'm just very happy, like my choice. I never regret like, yeah, maybe I could have go, you know, it's just not me. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I'm quite comfortable with, um, I constantly ask my own myself question, like what my success should be. It's not just about money or financial, because I do feel like like it is about life success and that's health is one. And I think also relationship, family, all that. I think only when every aspect is kind of balanced, then you can truly be happy. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like, yeah, especially when I was young, like career or especially when you're in fashion. Mm. I, ha I have done that, like, you know, working like nonstop into four o'clock in the morning and then four hours sleep straight away back in the studio. I have done all that. Yeah. So I guess I have the experience to then feel make a choice I don't want that anymore yeah and then I kind of just find my own path I guess because it's inevitable if you in any brand and there's always fashion show there's always some kind of deadline yeah and if you in-house you're part of a team you can't kind of say I'm not gonna I'm gonna go home as soon you can't you just can't yeah yeah but if it's freelance, I guess when there's busy time yeah you gotta work a bit more but at the same time it's still within your own schedule yeah so i I like that freedom, which also is a boundary, right? Yeah. Like you, you do put a boundary between your own life and work. 
So yeah, I think like the older I get, I do find that super important for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. The freedom component. I mean, just having the freedom to like make the choice. If you want to work till 4am on it, that's your choice. Yeah, like exactly. you said, when yeah. you're in the office, it's it's an it's don't a, get me wrong. In my twenties, I love it. Oh, I totally. So I mean, sure. You know, but and I then you like go out for happy yeah. hour still and like have yes. a couple of drinks and then still get up after two hours of sleep and can do it yeah. all. Yeah, because yeah, I think you totally. and I are very similar age, and yeah. you get exhausted so, after a while. And I feel like yeah, I my twenties and part of my thirties are that, but then like going to like late thirty, I kind of just have a different mindset about what kind of life I want <laughs> even I'm in fashion but yeah. I don't have to live like that yeah like, yeah yeah so yeah. and like you said you get to pursue your own brand which is this like yeah. really really important component yeah. and part of your life like I feel like yeah. it's like part of your being to do this I think it's an extension of what I really do because even I do see even freelancing um it is very like one-to-one like so I think like even when I for my brand I doing this kind of bespoke service to kind of have a client come to me say they want they have this dream garment they want me to help them to kind of design and create yeah I I, I feel it's the same thing me doing a freelance project for any brand yeah. it's just because those may be going to production but yeah. that is like me producing just one off garment for that it's still a freelance think, arrangement though. Yeah. yeah. And also I think I, I feel more connected to my work in a sense that I do feel like the things that's been produced, I know actually who is wearing that. And that mm. person, they maybe have different kind of connection to that garment. Yeah. And that's very different from when I produce a pattern or tech pack for brand, but I actually don't know at the end who bought that. Yeah. Um, design at the end and are they how much they actually like it and how long they're gonna wear it how yeah. often they're gonna yeah. so it's just all these things constantly like I will be thinking a better way to kind of like produce like what kind of work I, I kind of put my time and effort to produce I kind of like quite mindful in that so yeah. I guess even nowadays when I choose um freelance project I always want to work with brand that I feel maybe we have similar aesthetic and then even like a worldview we have the same we believe in the same thing maybe yeah like same yeah. values and ethics and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah wow what okay. <laughs> your journey is really inspiring yeah yeah and your but passion I also wanna is like kinda, so yeah go ahead yeah but I kind of want to maybe there are a lot of people out there they do kind of fighting about like whether go to fashion school or not mm. and I think like from my experience I I do think like there's no like what's better or worse because each journey I think you can always learn something and you will gain different things because let's say yeah maybe I don't learn as much technical things from fashion school because even pattern cutting I I have to constantly learn from books mm-hmm. or even going to class to learn from this particular pattern cutter from the school because mm-hmm. they don't really have like a yeah unless it's the other technical course I go to they don't the design school they don't teach you all the technical side okay so but it's the connection you make with your classmate then you get the network right yeah so if you go to those kind of school right so that's the benefit there you meet people that kind of people yeah then you you have a network there 
But if you're learning on your own, let's say just on YouTube, I think just you can just learn as much as you want if you are a very disciplined and person and you can kind of like found the right mentor even online to、mm-hmm. follow like yourself. <laughs> so <laughs> you. I think I think I think you can learn just as much as going to school as well. So. Yeah, I feel like don't need to kind of like worry too much like about the qualification or I think is is you really need to spend time and effort to build your skill and your craft. I、yeah. think that's the important thing. Yeah, and no matter、yeah. where that knowledge comes from, it might come some from、yeah. school, some from books, yeah, exactly, some from like working collaboratively with other people, finding a yeah, mentor,、totally. watching YouTube, yeah. It's a well-rounded thing, and then at the end of the yeah. day, yeah, you have to put the effort into attain those skills wherever、exactly. they're coming from. Yeah, because you can never like stop learning because there's just so much. Because even I do pattern for so many years, there's just so much、yeah. I can learn. Yeah, like even just from transition from manual pattern cutting to digital,、yeah. it's a whole new thing. Yeah, but at the same time, if learning something you feel it can up your skill, why not? Right? You just gotta、yeah. kind of like, you know, put the、yeah. time and effort in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to just touch really quickly on the conversation、mm. that you and I had before we hit record about Chloe. Yeah, because you were talking about how you, um, you've taught yourself Chloe, but、yeah. the the decision to get there was kind of interesting. Do you remember what I'm talking about? You know, like no. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, you just、right. said like you saw it in the market, and you were like,、oh, right. "Oh, yeah, is that the one I want to learn?" Talk a little bit yeah, about that. I, I saw it like very early on. Yeah, but I didn't feel it was ready for、yeah. me to jump in to learn、yeah. all the things because I feel they would keep kind of have upgrade version,、mm-hmm. and I kind of want to wait till things are more ready. Then、yeah. I kind of like because、yeah. even I start learning fully like last year. Since then, there's all so many so new, many new things, th- things、yeah. and so many new functions. Yeah. And then if I learn that before, it's like, but this is new now. But what I, yeah, you know? it's like probably a whole different <laughs> software、exactly. from like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean,、so、I don't know. I, I don't feel use like, it, but yeah. Yeah, but I feel like now, um, yeah, I, I do feel like um, last year I did. I felt it was the right time for me to kind of like, okay, let me maybe even just stop what I'm doing, like fully in for a couple months and see, because I want to dive in to see what it can do as well. Because there's、yeah. so many、um, YouTube out there to teach you, but at the same time, only you know what you need to kind of like what you need to be able to create what you need to create, right? Yeah. Like I know what I need for pattern for brands. Yeah. But can Cloud provide me all the tools and all the capability that I'm kind of manually can do?、Yeah. Can can it give me that? And I kind of spend time to kind of dig that in a bit to see like okay, then I feel like okay, I think maybe it's there.、Yeah. So let me just start learning. And I think like with continuous like new version, I think okay, I think I made the right investment. Yeah, try、like、to good, learn good, good. because I feel like yeah, it's ready and also. Just the grading, and also like to be able to visualize the the three D garment. I feel that's a huge thing for a lot of brand and a lot、yeah. of startup designers because、yeah. they just don't have as much technical knowledge, like how the finishing should be.、Right. But with three D sample, you can really explain so many things to them just、yeah. by showing them. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they have、plan. to wait. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they have to wait till the sample, and、yeah. I say, "Oh, can this be, you know?" But I, with three D sample, you can already discuss that at that stage and change the pattern、yeah. and reduce the sample. 
because I really do feel like there's too much unnecessary sample making. Yeah. Like before it even go to production, I feel. Yeah. It's a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of waste, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I just just even on sustainability side, I just feel like, yeah, if I can convince one more brand to adopt this, I feel it's somehow I'm doing something good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like I'm that's my mission maybe yeah. this year to yeah. kind of convert some of my clients to kind of adopt this. Adopt just don't the, use like yeah. yeah, paper. Yeah. Don't do Vision. drafting from paper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even like just alter <laughs> alter a little piece you just have to cut a whole new piece to do a new pattern and it just yeah. so much paper as well yeah, yeah yeah just overall i i don't know i feel like over the years you just if i thinking about how much paper i waste i just feel like it's a lot i don't feel too good <laughs> yeah 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 oh my gosh jade I, yeah. when I invited you to come on the podcast, I really had no idea Ooh, the breadth uh, of our conversation. It's been yeah. really inspiring and really fun to get to hear your whole story and your journey. You've done so many amazing things and you are an amazing human being. Um, I'm really grateful <laughs> that we had this chance to chat. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. First, where can everybody find you and connect with you online? Um, I think I can go on my website or Instagram. Like um, my website is like um, atelier-wcmf.com. Okay. Or Instagram, like the brand atelier.wcmf. Okay. Or you can connect me personally, like it's jade and then underscore way, W-E-I and underscore S. Perfect. And we will link to all that in the show notes. Okay, um, and then you. I, yeah, of course, I'd love to ask you the question that I ask everybody at the end. You're laughing because you know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing that people never ask you about being a freelancer that you wish they would? I think I never wished anybody asked me a question because I just shy away from the, oh. when people focus on me, I really don't like it. Well, you did but, great on this interview, on this thank podcast you. then because really it was try. all about you. Yeah, I know. So I was, maybe that's why I kind of hide like for a long time because yeah. I feel like I'm really, yeah, I think by nature, I'm not very outgoing. Yeah. But if I connect with someone, I can openly share. Okay. But generally, I'm not someone like to talk about me. Okay. So when you say like, what well, would I wish people ask me question? No, I don't wish they ask me any question. Just don't so, ask anything. But, okay, I mean, that could yeah, be your but, answer if you But like. normally I... But I think my answer would be, um, it will be, I, but then I constantly ask myself questions. Oh, okay. Always. Yeah. It's like, it's more about like, what's my long-term goal? Like I will always thinking about long-term rather than short-term. I think, oh. I think in fashion, a lot of people, maybe when they get busy, when there's a deadline, you, yeah. And it, and it's about business. So often I think people kind of lose. Yeah. Like the bigger picture at times. Yeah. Okay. So I think like for me, I constantly ask myself like, what am I doing this for? Or things I do, can they actually have any positive impact to anyone? Like this kind of thing. And if I question it, then I will kind of look into it uh -huh. and then kind of reflect and then kind of think, so what can I make it better? Then maybe it can have positive mm -hmm. impact and have positive connection with people, I guess. Yeah. So I guess that's how I always kind of do when I kind of want to change my service 
or even change my own brand, like the direction, or even this season I want to offer. Because at the moment, like on the website, I'm offering like hat and mask. But that was actually just a small project I do during COVID. Before that, it's always about clothing. Okay. And then I think like after I learned 3D, I don't want to do clothing the same way. I want to mm. straight away adopt 3D to kind of like even implement into my own design process. Mm-hmm. Or even like, you know, create any piece that my brand offer. So I think it's like constantly reflect and constantly try to improve even myself. Because I feel if I'm a better version of myself, whatever I do is better for people that I connect with. Everything or I, else. I'm doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess asking questions for yourself, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. bigger picture goal? Yeah. And I mean, it sounds yeah. like you're like, how does this ultimately like trickle out into the rest of the mm. world and, and affect other people? I mean, you mentioned earlier the thing with the bespoke work that you do with individual yeah. clients and how there's yeah. something, I don't think you said yeah. magical, but to me, it sounded like a little more magical with that, right? Because then yeah. you get to see and like hear and know about this yeah. garment and the end user and it's getting worn and because, loved. Yeah, because yeah. even like, Part of that is like some of the project we would um even upcycle a piece of yeah. their own, mm-hmm. and they still love that piece, but it just doesn't the fit. They don't love it anymore. Mm-hmm. So we would just upcycle that into a new garment that mm-hmm. being designed and then kind of like yeah, just kind of become a new piece for the for this client's wardrobe, and it give a new life. And I just feel for that person, it's just like so happy because maybe that piece of clothing has some memory. They wear it to somewhere, but they just know because the fit or whatever other reason, they won't wear that as that again. But if you kind of upcycle it, there's some piece of that still going to the new piece. And I just feel there's some, yeah, I feel, I, I think a lot of brands are doing great, like doing upcycle, but I feel there's so many possibility people or even brands can kind of try to explore to kind of just yeah being being creative i yeah. guess yeah it, you don't have to run a brand like every other big brand because mm-hmm. then what's the fun enough right yeah so <laughs> i love it thank you so much for coming on the show yeah. and talking thank about you. yourself and your phenomenal <laughs> story despite the fact that you don't like the spotlight i'm very very grateful and Dear listener, I hope you're as grateful and as excited about this conversation as I have been the whole time. It's really been lovely. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for listening to the Fashion Designers Get Paid podcast. If this episode inspired you in any way to get out of the mass-produced rat race and get your fashion career out of the hands of toxic corporate bosses, just like one of my students did, Alexandra, who makes more money in one day of freelancing than she did in two weeks at her old industry job, Yes, true story. I'd love to help you take control of your own destiny as a freelance fashion designer or TD, PD, pattern maker, etc. Get instant access to my free limited time training at soheidi.com slash freelance. We'll link it up in the show notes. And of course, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. We release new episodes every Monday to help inspire you for or help you get through the week ahead. You got this. Me and my team are rooting for you.